Hello everyone, we are back once again for your weekly update on All News Nerdy. This week we are going to be discussing the recent announcement of a brand new Star Wars game. Uh, our next story is going to be looking at an announcement from the Embracer Group about the future of the Lord of the Rings franchise. And then we're going to round out the show by talking about some delays that have come out of Disney for a few of their various properties. I'm your host, Brennan Sam, and this is the New Wave Nerds. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a moment here to say thank you for listening to us week after week. You know, this is something that uh, we here really enjoy doing, and we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us rant and rave and ramble for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Um, And if it's something that you have enjoyed and you would like to help us continue to do this, I would like to direct you to our Patreon page. So that's available at patreon.com slash newwavenerds or at the link in our Instagram bio. There'll be a block there that says Patreon. Um, We've got quite a few tiers there, each with their own different set of perks and benefits. The bottom tier is as little as three bucks a month. And we've set a goal for ourselves that once we reach 20 bucks a month, so that is just seven of our beloved listeners at our bottom tier, we're going to do a special celebratory movie watch along stream. Uh, The movie, which will be revealed at a later date, is one that is uh, near and dear to our hearts. It is uh, a bastion of cinema. Um, It's one that we've discussed quite a bit on the pod, but we've never actually reviewed. Uh, We've wanted to talk about it for a while, but we felt like it made sense to sort of save it for something special. And what's more special than a thank you for supporting us in continuing to do this? Um, That 20 buck a month goal covers our podcast hosting fees so that'll help take some of the financial burden off of us and make it a little bit easier for us to be able to continue to do this week after week Um, so again if you would feel so inclined if you enjoy the content we put out and would like to see us continue to put out more uh, please support us at our patreon page that's once again patreon.com slash new wave nerds or at the link in the bio of our instagram page just click on the Patreon bundle, or excuse me, the Patreon box there, and it'll take you to all of the various tiers. Um, we appreciate any support that you can give us. Every little helps uh, as we continue to try and do this for, for quite a while longer. So thank you once again. Thank you for listening. Uh, now let's get back to the show. So our first news story is uh, going to be about the Star Wars game. We're sort of flipping the script a little bit. Normally we lead with the uh, the big Marvel or DC news and then end with Star Wars, but this I felt was so big and it was so interesting to me that I just wanted to lead with it, so I guess, you know, just buckle in. <laughs> um, hopefully we're not going to spend 40 minutes talking about just the one news story this week, but we shall see. Um, we'll see what happens. So this game uh, is titled Star Wars Outlaws. It is going to be releasing in uh, 2024 to the PS5, Xbox, X, and S, and then the PC. I believe those are the, the most recent Xbox consoles. i got to be honest, I don't, I don't typically pay attention. Um, I'm a PlayStation guy. We here at the New Wave Nerds are strictly PlayStation uh, with a little bit of PC in there. So I, I think those are the most recent ones. Um, I, I would imagine, uh, I don't know why there's two. I don't know what the difference between the X and the S is, but there you have it. Um, so the synopsis for this game, I'll just read you the full thing here. It says, experience the first ever open world Star Wars game set between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. 
explore distinct planets across the galaxy, both iconic and new. Risk it all as K. Vess, a scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life. Along with her companion Nix. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I thought there was going to be more there. Risk it all as K. Vess, a scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life, along with her companion Nix. That was the correct emphasis there. Fight, steal, and outwit your way through the galaxy's crime syndicates as you join the galaxy's most wanted. Now, that does seem pretty cool to me. Um, you know, it is uh, certainly something that I've wanted to see for a while, a nice open-world Star Wars game. Um, I love open-world games. I, I could just spend hours doing all of the little things. Um, you know, I've, I've probably spent across... The, the Assassin's Creed franchise, which are all open world, I've probably spent a total of maybe 400 hours <laughs> across all, um, and I definitely plan to spend more because I have to replay um, Valhalla before Mirage comes out, but I, I'm really interested in this. Um, I, I just read a, or excuse me, I just saw a an interview with one of the game developers where he was talking about they want to make this as open world as possible. So you can be riding around on a speeder on a planet and overhead a, a ship passes by. And if you want to, you can follow that ship to where it lands and partake in whatever side job or adventure they have going on there. Um, it seems to be a very environment-focused game. Uh, he said that they want to make the world so immersive that it is difficult <laughs> to ignore all the little things going on that they want to make it as easy as possible to get sidetracked and do all of the little things so you guys know me that is certainly something that i am going to be doing i'm going to waste all my time there as soon as this game comes out hopefully the mechanics are good um they seem to be pretty interesting with this announcement they just dropped uh the premiere trailer which is sort of like the you know just the general teaser story trailer um, and it looks really good. The graphics are really interesting. Um, there, there's some interesting stuff going on here. Um, shortly following the the premiere trailer, they also released a gameplay trailer, and that's what I really want to focus in on right now. Um, they show it was just a little ten minute thing, so they didn't, weren't able to showcase much, but they did show the fundamentals. Right? Um, it's going to be a very well, with, with, you know, standard sort of open world, it's going to be a very choose-your-own-path as far as missions come. Um, they showcased some stealth as well as just the, the general um, run-in, guns-a-blazing style. And um, I, I am curious to see how the gameplay mechanics for the stealth work out in this. Obviously, there hasn't really been a Star Wars game yet that has focused on any stealth aspect, um, and which we'll get to we'll get to this a little bit later. But most of the other titles that we've seen from this company aren't necessarily stealth focused. You know, um, I, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see um, how they add in all these various aspects of traditional stealth games and sort of merge them with the scoundrel sci-fi aspect I'm, I'm really interested to see like the various distractions you can use um the the various ways to take take down opponents because traditionally you know in star wars all you've really got is uh, a blaster 
you know, unless you're a Jedi, in which case you have a lightsaber. But, oh, I suppose now that I say that, I mean, there are vibroblades like um, Hanta and uh, Rika from the Bad Batch. They have vi- like little vibroblade knives. Um, so I guess you could have one of those too. That, uh, that, that, that does make sense. I'm sure there's, they, I mean, that being said, they could obviously just create an entirely new weapon, <laughs> you know, it, it's not like we're necessarily locked down into the rules here. Um, so yes, choose your own path. That is something I always love when games do that. Um, I typically go the stealth route. I, well, typically, I almost always go the stealth route unless uh, unless I absolutely fail, in which case, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to guns blazing. I just think that play style is not nearly as interesting to me. Um, you know, I mean, this is sort of... The, the, the game that comes top of mind when I think about this is Dishonored, right? Um, that was a game that was, uh, oh, geez, one of my favorite games of all time. I absolutely loved it. Um, and that had the same sort of aspect, whereas you could decide to go stealth or you could um, just running guns blazing and murdering everybody. And I always went stealth no matter what. Um, it's just not, to me at least, it's just not that fun to run in and shoot everybody. Um, I think it takes a certain level of skill to be able to maneuver around stealthily without attracting attention it takes it not that it's easy to to just running guns blazing i mean obviously it depends on on the game mechanics and the difficulty settings and and the ai um the combat ai but i think it takes a certain it takes a a, a different level of skill certainly when uh, when you're trying to stealth because you do have to take into account many more factors i believe at least um but Moving on, <laughs> there are other other aspects of this that, that are really interesting to me. There are dialogue options. Um, in the gameplay trailer, uh, I think the only, the only dialogue options that were showcased there were the option to either bribe a guard or not bribe a guard. But these dialogue, a- dialogue options actually have impact in the game, which I think is really interesting. Um, so, for example, saying the wrong thing, or perhaps not bribing the guard, or or maybe even bribing the wrong guard, um, that could get you labeled as wanted. Sort of similar to the um, the mechanic, <coughs> similar to the mechanic in uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, you once you reach a certain level of of wantedness, once you th- reach a certain level of notoriety. The, uh, the Empire comes after you in full force, and you have to escape through any means necessary. Um, I believe you can either do that by running away on foot, uh, you can try and escape on a speeder bike, or uh, you could fly away in, in your spaceship. Um, and this is the part that's, that's really interesting to me. There is full space travel, um, and it it's, it actually seems to be fairly seamless. Um, just based off of the gameplay trailer we saw, you as the character run into your ship, take off, and then there's no loading screen. Um, there's obviously like a brief cinematic of takeoff. Um, and then you are piloting the ship throughout the takeoff. 
Um, granted, at least in the gameplay trailer, you're you're going through you know through the atmosphere, you're going straight through the clouds, so there's not much involved. I would assume that is where the majority of the space is being loaded in that cinematic and subsequent takeoff sequence. Um, but there's no there's no real loading. There's no real waiting between when you take off and when you are in space. And when you are in space, uh, you can obviously do go through uh, hyperspace to reach other systems, uh, which again seems fairly seamless. Um, based off the trailer, you're in hyperspace for not that long. I would again assume in that period is where they are rendering that area of the game map. Um, but the part of this that is more interesting to me is the fact that there is actually dogfights in space. You can in, uh, be involved in space battles, either with in, like individual TIE fighters or on a larger scale with, with greater freighters and cruisers and such. Um, and that is an aspect that I think has sort of been missing from the Star Wars games. Most notably, you know, we have the Star Wars, uh, the Jedi games, Fallen Order and Survivor, and there was no, there was no space combat in those, you know, there was, uh, and the flight wasn't, I don't remember, I don't think it was seamless, or at least it was less seamless than, than Outlaws would appear to be. Um, those were also open world, but by the sounds of it, Outlaws is going to be much more expansive than the Jedi games as far as activities to do, side missions. This, these are going to be, or Outlaw is going to be truly open world, whereas I, I, I guess you would classify um, like the Jedi games as a, a mission-focused game with open world aspects, uh, open world levels. I suppose. I think that's kind of accurate. I mean, there's not exactly... It's open world in the sense that you can go wherever you want and explore and find little collectibles and, and you can leave the planet whenever you wish and travel around the galaxy. But if I remember correctly, at least... I, I Again, I haven't played Survivor yet, but at least in Fallen Order, there was no real side missions. Um, there was just the main story, and that was pretty much it. Um, so this is this is obviously going to be much more expansive, hopefully much more immersive. Um, hopefully the characters, they take the time to really make them appealing, to make them have some depth, some character. Um, I, I, I really hope that they don't, <laughs> you know, make all the characters stunted or... or have a, a lack of depth or any any such but i don't know i think it's just based off of the 10 minutes we saw i do have some hope i've i've got quite a bit of hope it's um it's going to be really interesting um oh there there was one other aspect of the gameplay that i that we saw in the trailer that uh, i just wanted to highlight a little bit there is uh, a moment where vess is on her speeder bike and I believe she's being chased by the Empire. And she used a mechanic similar, sort of similar to like the Red Dead 2 um, like adrenaline thing where you slow down time. Um, this is a mechanic that's been used in, in quite a few games. Actually, I think it was, it was even in um, 
the GTA story mode, I believe, but you could like slow down time, aim, um, select targets, however many you want, according to your skill level or, or ability or whatever. Um, and then at the end, cancel the effect and you would just shoot both of them really quick. I think that was interesting. Um, and she utilized it on the speeder bike. So it would appear to me that this is this is basically going to be like GTA in space. <laughs> Hopefully with a much... I was going to say a much better story, um, but that's not quite true. Obviously, the, the story for GTA V was absolutely incredible. Um, so better isn't quite the word I want to use. I think interesting is, is probably more accurate because as much as I really enjoyed the GTA V story, it was never really... It never pulled me in in the same way that like a good Star Wars story does simply because, you know, I love Star Wars, right? So if you have a good story, I'm going to be pulled into this universe, this universe that I have very much enjoyed uh, basically from the moment of birth. Shout out Pops. Um, whereas GTA, the story itself is good, but I have no attachment to the universe, right? Um, which I think ultimately... I think it means that my reaction to this outlaw game is going to be either of the extremes and there will be no in between. Um, either it's going to be really good and I'm going to absolutely love it or I'm going to hate it because I feel, I'm going to feel like this, either the mechanics are bad or the story doesn't do the world justice. Um, doesn't do the universe justice rather. And there, there's certainly a lot of high hopes resting on this. You know, this is the first truly open world star wars game we've really had um i believe it's one of the first games we've had that isn't led by like a jedi apart from i think there was that old ps2 game um rebel commando it certainly well no i get you know battlefront 2 the new battlefront 2 you're not playing a jedi either um, and I think I heard the story was ever good, though I never played it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I've got a lot of hopes for it. Um, the company that's making it is uh, Massive Entertainment, which I, I sort of alluded to earlier. Um, some of the other games from their catalog are the Tom Clancy's The Division games, both 1 and 2. Um, the upcoming Avatar Frontiers of Pandora... Far Cry 3, which is another one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely incredibly incredible. Um, massively immersive. Some, some great open world. Great dialogue. A wonderful story. I loved the mechanics. Um, all around, a, a really great game. Um, widely regarded as the best of the franchise. Um, I would say it's my personal favorite, though I haven't played Far Cry 6 yet uh, with uh, Giancarlo Esposito. But the following games, and I mean, even the previous games, don't even come close. Uh, one, uh, two, one and two were good. One, one was okay. I didn't, I didn't really like one all that much, but two was pretty good. It started, it was a much more open world than the first one was. It was set in Africa, um, dealing with the warlord, uh, the jackal, I believe his name was, and that one was really good. And then following three, we've got Primal, which I actually really enjoyed, um, though it was much more, it was on a much smaller scale. 
Far Cry 4, which I also loved. That one was set in the... Um, Oh, geez. Somewhere in, like, the Nepal area. I don't think... I think it was um, a fake country, but it was that was the sort of general vibe, is that it was, like, a, a sort of Nepalese culture. Um, and that one was really good, too. I really liked that one. Um, Far Cry 5 was weird. It had some really fun aspects, but then parts of it were... I guess I never fit. I never finished the story on that one. I should say so. I guess I can't really give a full review on that. But the fact that I didn't finish it itself is a bit of an indictment there. Um, and then Far Cry Six, like I said, I haven't played. So I think by far Far Cry Three is the best, which does bode well for Star Wars Outlaw. I mean, like I said, the open world in that was phenomenal. Um, and then finally. The, the last one I have here in their catalog is uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations, which was, I believe, the final uh, game centered around Ezio Auditore. Um, not as good as 2. I think I... Mm, I don't know. The story itself was better than Brotherhood, but I think I liked the gameplay of Brotherhood much better. Hum... I haven't played Revelations in quite a while. I know I, I have played it, but I think I think I really liked the story. Um, I felt like it was a really good conclusion to Ezio's story, but I don't I don't I don't think the, there were some wonky parts of the gameplay. Um, certainly, though, I mean, I think Revelations was better than Unity. Um, I think it was better than Rogue. I, I would probably put it on par with Origins. Um, Origins also was, I I thought had a great story, but the gameplay aspect of it was, was a little wanting. Um, that was when they switched over to the first, uh, or excuse me, that was the first game where they switched over to the new combat system. Um, and in that it was really wonky, but then they really ironed it out and fixed it for Odyssey, which is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Um, and they, I, I mean, I, I felt like they ironed out all of the bugs in this, in the combat system. It was just incredible. Um, very cohesive. The story was really good. I don't, yeah, I would probably put Revelations on par with Origins. Sort of middle of the road. Had some, had some good aspects, but definitely had some things that severely held it back. Um, and I don't know. I mean, so that, that's, that's the only game from their catalog that is really stealth-based. I mean, I, I don't remember the Division. I think there was a slight stealth aspect, but most of it was just run and gun, you know? Um, and obviously, like, the, the stealth in Assassin's Creed Revelations, it I would presume is very different mechanics from the stealth that we're going to be getting in Outlaws. Some similarities, obviously there are going to be similarities in any stealth game, but I feel like it's going to be a, a much different... A much different style. Um, so that does worry me a little bit. We've never really seen anything from this studio or from this franchise, really, that is particularly incredible as far as stealth mechanics go. I mean, look, like, even Far Cry 3, the stealth in that was minimal. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> there is um, one final thing I want to discuss about the Star Wars game, and that is the setting, right? So as I mentioned in the synopsis, it is set between Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi. 
And the game developers have said that this was like a sticking point for them. If they were going to make a game, they wanted to make it in this time period, in this one year between these movies, purely because they thought the setting was was perfect, right? This is... Um, so following Empire Strikes Back, this is the sort of... The, this is the moment where the, the rebellion, since we see it in, in A New Hope, is sort of at its lowest point, right? Um, everybody's sort of all over the place. Um, the Empire has dealt a massive blow. Uh, I mean, they've lost Han Solo. Luke has no hand, you know? <laughs> it's um, It's kind of in disrepair. And uh, a lot of the fleet has sort of been kachigged, right? Um, and because the rebellion is sort of at a lull and the Empire is making its resurgence after its, its massive defeat at the end of A New Hope, the underworld is is thriving, right? This is when the crime syndicates are really, really picking up the pace. Um, and so that's why... The developers picked it. They felt like this is the perfect place to make a truly immersive outlaw story, a scoundrel story. And I think that was a good choice. Um, the only other time I think would have really made sense is immediately following um, Revenge of the Sith. But then when we get into that, we're in the same time period as the Jedi games, right? So that's sort of, we've seen that era a little bit, um, and we've certainly seen it a lot through the various shows and and comics and other forms of media. I think this period between four and five, or excuse me, between five and six, we haven't seen really anything, anything from this period. Um, there have been a few, I think there's been one canon book and then maybe there might have been some comics as well. I'm not entirely sure on the timeline of all of the Star Wars comics. Um, I only have a few of them. I've been wanting to get into them more, but as I've discussed, they are very expensive. <laughs> but I think that is um, the perfect timing. I think this is... It makes the most sense. Um, and I don't want to see anything right now in the sequel era. I, I just... The sequel era is fraught with um, a bunch of weird stuff, <laughs> as as you know we've we've discussed a lot, um, but we will just have to wait and see. Hopefully, we're gonna get some more info coming out of this. They have just announced that it, it's 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 in twenty twenty four is when it's coming. We don't have a a quarter even, let alone a month or a day. So. Hopefully, as the months drag on, we will we will be getting more information, but we will just have to wait for the time being, I suppose. Moving on, our next story of the week is the uh, announcement from the Embracer Group regarding the state of the Lord of the Rings video game franchise. Um, so I, I'm just going to read you the full statement here as usual. Uh, so it says, quote, we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion and turn that into one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world, end quote. So that's quite a tall order, um, <laughs> considering, you know, th there have been quite a few good Lord of the Rings games. Um, obviously, the, the video game adaptations of the Peter Jackson trilogies are all really good. Um, there's one 
that I think I think was pretty good at least called Lord of the Rings Conquest. Um, I don't know if that's actually good or if it's just nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia uh, from when I was younger because we had that on the PS3 and we played that one quite a bit. Um, I did like that one, and then you know we have the Shadow the Shadow series, the Shadows of War and Shadows of Mordor. Um, Shadows of Mordor was in, was phenomenal, uh, so good. And then Shadows of War was the sequel that came out a few years later, and, and that one was okay. Um, it still had the, the same sort of mechanics that I really enjoyed, so that that was pretty good. But, you know, all around, um, that one wasn't wasn't nearly as good. But that that's really it as far as good Lord of the Rings games go, as far as I can remember. Um, there's one that I believe I have attached to my Steam account called I think it's War in the North, and that one wasn't that great. Um, I didn't like the Lord of the Rings Online MMO all that much. It was okay, but I don't know. I guess the the MMO style isn't really something that I'm necessarily into anymore. Um, even with WoW, you know, one of the games that I probably have more hours logged in than, than anything else is just not appealing to me. Um, so that that could be it as well. I know, I mean, that's been going for years and years, so it's at least somewhat popular. Um, or maybe, rather, it's just really cheap to run, and so <laughs> they just keep going with it. That's also possible. Um, but, I mean, the, the LEGO Lord of the Rings games, you know, the, as far as LEGO games go, they were all right, but it's a LEGO game. You know, they were old. Um they weren't part of the new the new Lego series, you know, where they where they talk. Um, have there been other games? Obviously, top of mind. Uh, I guess not top of mind because I didn't talk about it first. But top of mind for most people um, is the recent addition to the Lord of the Rings game catalog, and that is the Gollum video game, which was uh, hilariously bad, uh, incredibly horribly received. Um, bad reviews all around, massive glitches, uh, all of the textures were bad, um, all of the mechanics were not, were not really put together, which sucks, because I was really excited for that one, um, I, I may have talked about it before, or maybe I just posted it on the story, but that was one that I was actually fairly interested in, I mean, as, as I sort of discussed earlier, and I've probably talked about ad nauseum in previous episodes, I'm a big fan of the stealth, the stealth aspect of games. Um, and that one was supposed to have a lot of stealth involved in it. And I thought it was interesting that the design for Gandalf was much more accurate to the book, you know, with the blue hat. Um, I was interested to see what they had done with that, but obviously it was absolutely horrible. Um, everybody hates it. And it's, I think it's still like $70. I think the developer even apologized for how bad it is. You know, that's certainly saying something <laughs> for for the creator of the game to be like, yeah, guys, that's our bad. That was really terrible, and we take the, f- the blame for that. That never happens, so that's how you know something was really up. Um, although that studio did announce that they're making another video game, so I, I don't know. But I guess, I guess the, the sort of short and skinny of that point was... It's a tall order to say that it's going to be the biggest game franchise in the world. I mean, there are quite a few entries that are, let's say, lackluster. And if we think about other gaming franchises, there are just so many more that have just 
good games all around. I mean, you think of um, Assassin's Creed is the probably maybe the most popular. No, that's not true at all. Call of Duty. I mean, sure they've had a few missteps. Advanced Warfare was bad. Um, some aspects of Black Ops Three. Uh, let's see. Cold War, I don't think, went over very well, though I never played it. Um, and, and Warzone 1 sort of went downhill towards the end, but all in all, that franchise has has made hit after hit, right? And then we've got Assassin's Creed, which I I think I gushed about earlier. There are just so many good... They don't... There's They have, like, two bad games <laughs> in the whole franchise. Um... Unity, obviously. I think that actually might be it. I think all the other ones weren't necessarily bad. They just had some awkward parts. Even Unity. I mean, I thought the story was okay, but just... I don't know. I haven't played it for a while. We've we've talked a lot of trash on Unity before. Um, I don't remember. Um, but I think that's really... Oh, Rogue... I guess I don't I don't I don't know if Rogue was necessarily bad. It just got overshadowed because it was I think that one was released at the same time as Unity. Because Unity was on PS4, I believe, and Rogue was on PS3. And that was the the last one where they did like a dual release. And then after that they were all on next gen or what was at the time the next gen. Um Wow, that was so long ago. We're like the PS5 is the current gen now. That's so crazy. <laughs> Man, time is wild, guys. Um What are some other really big video game franchises? Battle Battlefield, I guess. Um though they are they've traditionally been fairly well, but they're slacking now with 2042. I mean, that was obviously god awful. Um That one really depressed me. <laughs> Let's see. Diablo, we just had the the recent edition of Diablo 4, and that is... I I think it's their fastest-selling video game of all time across the whole company. Um, Apart from some server issues, which is to be expected with a game that popular. I don't think there have been any complaints that really that I've heard. Um, Granted, I haven't done a lot of research since it first came out because I don't want to accidentally get spoiled for the story. I'm, I'm very much excited for that one. You guys know how, how much of a fan I am of Diablos 2 and 3. Um, what are some other really big video game franchises? I guess maybe you can include Fortnite in that now. Although I guess that's not really a franchise, is it? It's just the one game. Hmm. I'm sure there are other ones that I'm missing, but I really can't think of any. I... Duh, duh, duh. Long story short, I just am not so certain about, certain about that. Uh, I would love to see it happen. I mean, you know, you guys know how much we here love the Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I would like to see more games set in that universe. I, I just don't... My worry is that with them announcing a statement that they want to be the biggest gaming franchise, or one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world, is that they'll get to a point where they just start churning out games and the quality is going to drop precipitously. Like, maybe we'll get one or two really good games, but then after that, they're all going to be garbage. Um, 
Now, to be fair, I have that fear with uh, literally everything, <laughs> with literally every movie, TV show, game, comic, anything. There's always the worry that the first one's going to be really good, and then they'll capitalize on that and just make a bunch of trash games. That's always uh, a valid fear, I think. Um, but that being said, I mean, this statement from the Embracer Group has come amid a huge restructure of their business, wherein the CEO, uh, I'm going to probably pronounce this lar- uh, wrong, Lars Wijfers? 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 I don't know. The CEO <laughs> said that uh, Embracer is going to be de- decreasing spending, reducing third-party party publishing, and putting, quote, a greater focus on internal IPs and increase external funding of large budget games. So I, ge- I guess that sort of allays the fear a little bit that they're just going to churn out games and their the quality is going to drop. Um, th- this, honestly, I wonder... I don't know... If, the, if this is related to the Gollum video game. I don't know if they had anything to do with that, but the the reducing third-party publishing um, <laughs> sort of makes me think that if that was involved in some way that they saw that and they were like, okay, may- maybe we should just keep these in-house so we can make sure that these are actually up to par and so they don't waste a lot of money. Um which I think is a fair reaction to the response or to the release of that game. Um, so I I don't know I don't know. I'd be curious to see what their internal IPs are like versus the third party publishing. Which games were going to be the third party and which ones were going to be internal? I I don't know. That's that's curious to me. Um, that being said, what what will We'll get to this in a little bit, but the sort of internal studios that uh, Embracer oversees are are pretty pretty interesting. They've got quite a few big names um, underneath their belt, uh, and quite a few that are have put out some really good games, or in some cases, good ports of games. So, again, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I do think it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, Embracer hasn't exactly been slouching let's say they've sort of stepped up their game in the past oh i think like six years since 2017 their acquisition of of various studios to make sure they're a a well a well-rounded group um but the executives have made it clear that they're ditching any projects that they don't think are going to make enough profit which of course makes sense from a business perspective but the worry from the consumer aspect of that is that they are going to ditch a game that would have turned out incredible. You know, a, a game that would have been developed really well and would have been really fun, but they didn't think there would be a market for it. They thought it was going to flop, and so they ditch it, and we never get it. I mean, that has been the case for, for quite a few uh, video games. Well, video games, movies, a- anything over the years. The studio has sort of dumped something because they didn't think the market uh, would bear it, and ultimately it would have turned out to have been a success. I mean, their, uh, what was the most recent game that I was reading about? Oh, jeez. There was a sequel to a game. Battlefield 3. 
Battlefield 3. They'd canceled that. Star or Sorry, not Battlefield 3. Star Wars Battlefront 3. I was reading an article the other day about how it was nearly done. Like, it was an inch away from the finish line, and uh, the studio cut it because they didn't think it was going to make any money. And could be true. I mean, EA, which was the company behind that, they've sort of developed a bit of a reputation, let's say, uh, as far as microtransactions go and the sort of uh, stunting of the growth of video games, to put it diplomatically. Um, It could have been true that it would have been a failure, but based off of what I've heard from a lot of people, Battlefront 2 was actually fairly decent. Uh, namely Shade, he talks about it a lot, but I've heard it from quite a, uh, quite a few other people on the internet, you know, that with age, it has, uh, it has actually grown a bit of a following, a bit of a cult following in the, in the, uh, on the online community there. Um, so that is, that is a bit worrisome, but again, like I said, it does make sense. Um, I suppose it depends on the type of projects that they are going to be axing. Are these going to be projects that are pretty far along are they going to be like projects that were are essentially just concepts at the time being um there's a lot of factors to take into account here so this isn't necessarily a bad statement i will say i read an article and uh the author of the article is speculating that one of the projects that is going to be axed is the remake of the star wars knights of the old republic game Now, I have never played that, Um, but I have not heard a single bad thing about it. It has such a a cult following. Um, It has it's been very well received. I think I think both critically and uh, via the audience. And that is one that we've been waiting for for quite a while. It was first teased a long time ago, I think. and so the worry is that they would axe that, maybe not necessarily because they don't think it would make money, because I certainly think it would, but just due to the fact that it's, it's not feasible for the time being. I've read other reports uh, that it had been delayed indefinitely. Um, I'd seen other reports that it, it wasn't delayed indefinitely, that it was just a, a momentary thing. I'm not sure. There's a lot of up in the air regarding that game, but that's one that I think if we don't get, it's going to be a bit of a disservice. Um, it, it, I, that's one that I think it would just make a, a ridiculous amount of money. I don't really see the reason in halting that one, frankly. That's one that everybody has been clamoring for 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 years, for years, for actual years. Um and I would really like to play it. <laughs> I've heard so many good things about it. I want to play it. And I want to play it with with beautiful graphics uh, and, and beautiful cinematics. I want to play it on a next-gen console. I want to, I want to experience it in, uh, in, the, in the way that it should be. I, I guess... What, what was that? Was that on the PS2? Um, let's see here. Knights of the Old Republic... What do we got? It was... Releases on Xbox, Xbox 360. Was this only Xbox? 
where to play. Oh, you can play it. Oh, so it's not is it not available for the for PlayStation? Hmm. I can get it on Steam. Oh my, it was released in 2003. Let's see what the Steam store has it as or has it set to you. Oh, it's only 10 bucks. That's not bad. Let's see. Where are the reviews on Steam? I never spend any time here really. So, uh here we go. Yeah, recent reviews and all reviews both very positive. Um I thought they used to have a like a uh, like a sort of critic score on here as well. Perhaps not. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I I would thought that that was there, but So we have Knights of the Republic 1 and also Knights of the Republic 2. And if I remember correctly, Knights of the Republic 2 was, I believe, I think that's the one that people enjoyed more. Let me see if I can find that one as well. Um, oh, it's on sale for $3. I might have to buy this. Five years after the events of the orig- of the award... Of- Oh, Jiminy, why can I not read? Five years after the events of the award-winning original. Oh, is this like an expansion? Hmm. More from Star Wars. I'll have to do some research. I might buy this and stream it. I, m- I might be able to stream new um, PC video games now. Oh, here we go. Follow-up to the acclaimed and original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, so this is the second game. The Sith Lords is like the subtitle for the game. I understand. Is that Darth Nihilus? I've been seeing a lot of posts about that homie lately. Whoa, what the heck? Honestly, the graphics on this don't look too bad, considering it was made in 2005. Let's see, what is the... What's the, what's the synopsis here? Uh, the Sith are on the verge of crushing the Old Republic. As a lone Jedi, will you follow the light side or succumb to the dark? Oh, this is an RPG. I did not... Ooh. I might have to, I might have to snag this, especially since it's on sale. All right, well, keep your eyes open on the Instagram. I may be announcing <laughs> a playthrough of the Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Um... That may be coming coming at you. Jeez, there's quite a few Star Oh my you can buy Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original. Oh, from 2005. That game was so good. That's only ten bucks too. Let's see. I think I saw they had a, a bundle here that was on sale. Does it have how many games is, are in this bundle? Um Star Wars Complete Collection. Oh, never mind. The bundle is $200. <laughs> There's 26 games in this bad boy. Battlefront 2, Republic Commando, Knights. We got Jedi Outcast. That one was good. Um, let's see. Oh, Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Let's see here. Yeah, this is a this is a, a an interesting bundle here. Oh, that deal is not that great. 
It's only like 20%. Yeah, I don't have that much money, guys. But if I did, <laughs> I would buy the whole bundle and play through the whole thing. But for now, we might have to just settle for Knights of the Old Republic and um, whatever that other game was called. Knights of the Old Republic 2. That was really stupid. I was trying to think of the subtitle. Oh, we got Lego Star Wars Clone Wars 3. That was a good one. Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. You know, I bought... I spent $70 on um, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And it did not live up to the hype. I was kind of sad. But then again, you know, I am 20 years old now. 21 years old. Going and back and playing a game that's meant for like 12 years old, 12 year olds. So I suppose that's to be expected. But I was excited. I thought it would be fun. It was just, it was just kind of weird. It's not the same anymore. Uh, what a waste of seventy bucks. But maybe one of these days I'll awaken my inner child and go back and be able to enjoy that gameplay style again. We shall see. But. Moving back to the actual Embracer group, <laughs> we sort of got away from Star Wars or got away from Lord of the Rings and went to talking to Star Wars again. Um, I just wanted to highlight some of the studios that are owned by Embracer. Um, so this is in in chronological order, starting at 2017 and ending with the most recent, which I believe happened in 2021. So we have. Uh, THQ, after they went bankrupt, Embracer bought the IPs for the Darksiders series, Red Faction, and Destroy All Humans. Uh, following that, they acquired Black Forest Games, which is currently developing Destroy All Humans 2, uh, which I might get just for nostalgia's sake. We have Pieces Interactive, which is the company that makes uh, the Magicka games and Titan Quest. Experiment 101, which is the studio that made Biomutant, which I believe Embracer said they wanted to make Biomutant a massive franchise, but then I played the game uh, for a total of 10 minutes because it was awful. It was not fun, the, the mechanics were weird, and that sucked because I was really interested in the concept. Um, the trailer had really, really caught my eye when it was first announced, but it, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't live up to the hype, unfortunately. Um, the next studio that they acquired is called Play On or Ply On, and within this studio they have a bunch of uh, subsidiaries of Deep Silver. Um, that is the studio that has made games like Homefront: The Revolution, which I thought was really fun, Chorus, and the Saints Row games. Um, I believe they bought this before the release. No, they definitely bought this before the release of the most recent Saints Row game, which I believe was released to to uh, mixed reviews from pretty much everybody. We have uh, Coffee Stain Studios, which is the the developer behind Goat Simulator, which is massively popular, though it's not my kind of game. <laughs> um, Warhorse Studios, which again is the uh, the company behind Kingdom Come Deliverance. Which is another one that I was really excited for, but I've never bought because I think it got mixed reviews, wasn't exactly well received. We have Saber, or excuse me, Saber Interactive, which is the company that did the Switch port for The Witcher Three. Uh, they then I made they broke into their own video games with uh, World War Z and Evil Dead the game. Following that, 
now we're going to start getting to the, the bigger studios, the ones that I think are, are much more important. Um, so we have 4A Games, which is the studio behind the, the Metro series. So Metro, I think 2033. Um, the most recent one was Exodus, which has been on my list for quite a while. I enjoyed some of the, the other ones, um, and I think that one was pretty well received. And then we have Gearbox. Now, Gearbox is uh, one of the studios behind Borderlands. But it is worth noting, um, 2K is still going to publish all of the known and planned games, but Embracer owns the IP. So that's one where they might, after a little while, uh, reduce the, the third-party publishing. They might stop the, the release of some Borderlands games. There's, there's a possibility that'll happen. I find that unlikely. The Borderlands games have all been... I think all of them, except for maybe the, the pre-sequel, have been very well received. Um, I love them, personally. Uh, I've played 1 and 2 a million times all the way through. Um, I never finished 3. Uh, I, I probably should. I probably should go back and do that. I think I have it on PC. Do I have it on PS5? I think I have it on PS5 as well, so maybe maybe I'll, I'll I'll get that. Maybe we'll stream that one at some point because I know Shade wanted to play that as well. Um, next up, we have Aspire Media, which is the the company behind the original Knights of the Old Republic, and they were also behind, reportedly behind the remake, which I mentioned before may be canceled indefinitely, maybe still in production. We're not a hundred percent sure on that. We have Cryptic Studios, which is the... They sort of focus on more MMO uh, games. They are the company behind Star Trek Online and then the D&D Neverwinter games. I I know that I played Star Trek Online. Um, It obviously didn't make much of an impact on me because I I don't really remember it, though I know I've downloaded it at least a couple times. And then Neverwinter had some interesting aspects to it, but... There was just some... I just don't think the story was that compelling to me, if I remember correctly. The mechanics were interesting, though. They were different. They were somewhat exciting. Um, and then the final studio that I have here that they've acquired is Crystal Dynamics. Now, this is a big one. Because along with uh, the acquisition of the studio came quite a few really big IPs. We have the Tomb Raider franchise, which a couple years ago released its third installment, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I have not played that one yet, but I played the first one, which was just Tomb Raider, or the first of like their reboot. Um, I want to say that came out in like 2013 or so. And then I played the second one, which was Rise of the Tomb Raider. And both of those were absolutely incredible. I loved every part of them. Um, I've been thinking about re-downloading them. I, I thought they were very good. Um, and I haven't read much about the third one, but I would assume that it's at least decent. Um, another IP that they have, which is really interesting to me, is Deus Ex. I've only played Deus Ex... What was it? Deus Ex Machina? Um, but that one was very fun. Uh, and I know that is another one that's been fairly... That series overall has been fairly well-received. Oh, no. Not Deus Ex Machina. That's a completely different thing. Um, the game that I was thinking of is Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I really liked that one. I think Human Revolution, which came out in 2011, was very well received, though I never played it. Um, 
There's quite a few entries in this. There's the original in 2000, Invisible War in 2003, um, Human Revolution in 11, The Fall in 2013, which I never played. Although, ooh, that one has a 5 out of 10 on Steam, but an 8.2 out of 10 on IGN, interesting enough. And then Mankind Divided, 7 out of 10 on Steam, and a 9.2 out of 10 on IGN. That's so high. I loved that game. I thought it was fun. Um, so hopefully they make some more of those. It's been, what is that, 7 years since the last time we got one of those? That's probably about time for a remake. Um, or not a remake, a, a sequel. And then finally, we have the Thief series, which the original Thief games, I know, were very well received. Um, I played the most recent one, which came out in 2014. I don't think a lot of people liked that one. Yeah, what do we, 7 out of 10 on Steam. Oh, so not terrible, I guess. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, yeah, that's not great. But I know that the original Thief games were considered very good. Yeah, the the very first one, which released in 98, has a 9 out of 10. Thief 2, 9 out of 10. And a 4.9 out of 5. Um, Thief Deadly Solutions, or Deadly Shadows, rather. Again, 9 out of 10. So the only one that's really been poorly received is the 2014 one. And of course, that's the only one that I played. I thought it was okay, but... I think I played it when it came out, so that was like about a decade ago. I was a child. I have a much different view of games now. Um, but again, I'm biased because I love stealth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I th- there's quite there's quite a few good names in this catalog, right? So I think there's certainly the potential for games coming out of this statement to be really good. Obviously, the release of Gollum is disconcerting, um, but the new Lord of the Rings MMO sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting, the one that's being made by Amazon Games, so I don't know. I I really can't tell. I think um, that's another one that we're just going to have to wait and see. Hopefully, we get some more announcements for upcoming games, um, and maybe like a a little reveal trailer for the MMO so I can really gauge a little bit better what I think is going to happen out of these. But moving on to our final story, some sad news. We've got quite a few film delays. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with Star Wars, just because we started with Star Wars at the beginning, and then we'll end with Marvel. So all three of the upcoming movies have been delayed. They haven't told us what these movies are. They haven't told us anything of the plot, um, which movie is which, which is going to come out first, which is last, but they have told us that the dates have changed. So the only one we'd known previously, um, which I think is heavily speculated, is going to be the one starring Daisy Ridley's Rey, trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. That was originally supposed to be released on December 19th, 2025. It has been pushed back to to May 22nd, 2026. Um, So we have almost exactly three more years to wait. Oh my lord, that is so long! Oh, I hadn't noticed that until just now. Oh, that sucks, dude. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was three years from now. Now I'm really upset. (laughs) I want to see Star Wars movies so bad. 
Oh, my lord. God! I guess we'll just have to hope that the rest of these TV series, you know, continue to to be amazing and hold us over until then. Um, Jeez. Following that, uh, we have... <laughs> We have actually the announcement. I don't think this one had received a date, um, so this one's new, but this is going to be December 18th, 2026. Again, they haven't told us which movie this is going to be. If I had to just completely hazard a guess, I would say this is the James Mangold-directed one. No, I don't actually think that. I think this is the Dave Filoni-directed one. Um He's going to be coming off of Ahsoka and Mando Season 4, so I think he's going to jump right into this, uh, which is going to be the culmination of the of those stories. And it's uh, this is the one that is supposed to be set in the, the sequel era. Um, and then finally, for Star Wars, we have the film that was originally supposed to be released December 18, 2026, has been pushed back to December 17, 2027. So that one's four years away. Um, but this is the one that I think is going to be the James Mangold one that's set during the Old Republic. I, I feel like that one is the one that's going to need the most amount of time. Um, there's not much to build off of story-wise. It's going to need to be completely original. They're going to have to essentially make... I'm sure they'll they'll pull some characters from the canon books and comics, but I'm sure most of the cast is going to be, um, is going to be completely new. So that makes sense that they would want to spend the most amount of time. Again, that's, that's pure speculation as to which movie is which they have not officially announced what will be what, but Jiminy Christmas, that's a while. So that, that really sucks. Moving on to Marvel. We have, we're going to start off with, um, Captain America 4, Brave New World, was originally set to be released May 3rd, 2024. It has been pushed back to August 2024. A couple months there. We have the Thunderbolts, which was supposed to be released uh, July 26th. It's now going to be December 20th, 2024. A little weird to me that they're going to be releasing that one around Christmas. I would think you would want to release, like, the big movie around Christmas, not not this, you know, but I mean, what, I guess, you know, what do I know? Um, I guess my thoughts on Christmas movies are formulated pretty much solely around Star Wars, right? All of the, all of the, uh, the sequel trilogy Star Wars movies were released around Christmas, I believe. Were they? I'm pretty sure they were. I, 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 I'm pretty sure they were. I, I would fact check that, but, um, I know Force Awakens was, um, let's see, this is going to take a lot of, of typing. Force Awakens, you have December 18th, um, Last Jedi was December 15th, Skywalker was December 20th, let's see, I want to see Solo, there we go, um, May 10th, okay, so that one's not, and then Rogue One, December 16th, yeah, so, I, 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 yeah, I guess my, all of my thoughts basically come from Star Wars, I don't know what the traditional rule, quote-unquote rule, has been for releasing movies around Christmas, um, 
I don't know. It's just weird that it's Thunderbolts to me. And then we have, uh, moving on, we have Blade, which has been pushed back to February 14th, 2025. That's, <laughs> that one has had so many delays. Honestly, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if they just canceled that one outright, frankly. It's been pushed back so many times. There's so many issues with it. Um, you know what? I don't think they're going to do that, though, just because Mahershala Ali is a really big name. I really like him, and he's been pretty instrumental, I believe, in a lot of this. Um Fantastic Four, which pushed back, was, excuse me, cheese. Fantastic Four was pushed back to May 2nd, 2025. I believe this was the film that was supposed to open up Phase 6. Um, Avengers King Dynasty, which was originally supposed to be released May 2nd, 2025, was pushed back a whole year to May 1st, 2026. And subsequently, the final Avengers movie we have... Secret Wars, which was going to be released May 1st, 2026, is now going to be pushed back to May 7th, 2027. Um, so, geez. Oh, so they're going to be releasing Kang Dynasty at this, like, the same month as the next Star Wars movie. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's wild. That's an interesting... I would think you would want to space those out. But I again, I don't know. I'm not a, 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 a planner for these things. Um, interestingly enough, Deadpool has actually not been delayed. It's actually been pushed forward. Um, it was originally supposed to be released November 8th, 2024, but it's been pushed up to May 3rd, 2024, which was the original release date of Captain America 4 Brave New World. Now... All of these delays are because of, are essentially because of the writer strike. Um, because Thunderbolts got pushed back, or excuse me, because Captain America got pushed back, they had to fall. They had to make every other film after that, you know, release a little bit later because they all build off of each other. I would assume, or uh, maybe if they don't build off of each other, they are tangentially related. Um, so, I guess that sucks. <laughs> um, it, and the same goes for Star Wars. There have been quite a few iffy things about about writing that have been going on the past couple years. I don't know. The weird thing to me is that they're pushing Deadpool up because I had thought the last I heard production on that had sort of come to a standstill because according to the writer's strike, uh, Ryan Reynolds wasn't allowed to improvise. He wasn't allowed to improv his lines uh, due to the strike. So I guess... I don't know, maybe they've resolved that, maybe they've figured something out, or perhaps they were like, look, we don't really need all that time in post-production, but we have to release something. I don't know. It's a lot up in the air right now. <laughs> There's a lot a lot going on. Um, it's just, I don't know. That kind of sucks. Again, I understand, you know, the need to... Uh, to to strike because you deserve to get your fair pay but as a consumer i'm sad <laughs> we're gonna have to wait so long for so many movies that i was so excited for like fantastic four like honestly you know like the cap and um thunderbolts i i was i wanted to see those but i wasn't too crazy about 
Blade, I'm not excited for really at all. But Fantastic Four, man, I wanted to see that one so bad. I'm so excited. And the Star Wars ones. Man, I just want to go see Star Wars in a theater again. It's been too long. Like, I like the TV show stuff they're doing. I think it's, you know, great stories. But, like, I just enjoy the experience of being in the theater. It's fun. Ah, whatever. (laughs) We'll get the movies. I guess that's what's important. None of these have been canceled outright, so I guess I'll just have to wait. But that is going to wrap us up for this week. A um, little bit of a downer note there, but it, it, it gets the job done, you know. We can't have you all be too excited. Um, typically, I like to lead with the bad news uh, and end with good news. But I was really excited about Star Wars, and it was, it was going to be the one that we talked about the longest, so it made sense to put it first. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, before we wrap up here, if you don't mind, if you enjoyed this episode or you just enjoy the show in general, sharing it with some of the homies or giving us a five-star review because that that helps us a lot. Um, I know on Spotify, I don't think you can write an actual review, but you can, in fact, leave five stars. And on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind, if you listen there, you wouldn't mind leaving a, a little a little written review Um, That'll help bump us up a little bit. And uh, honestly, if you don't give us a five-star review, uh, if you don't want to give us a five-star review, just please uh, keep your bad opinions to yourself. (laughs) We don't want to hear them. Um, No, I'm just joking. I would appreciate any review nonetheless. But that is going to wrap us up this time. We will see you next week with, uh, I believe, some more Star Wars talk. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate further, build some suspense a little bit, but I think we're going to spend quite a quite a bit talking about some Star Wars, some, some interesting things. Um, but yeah, either way, we will uh, catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>